This is Flowers on the Stage. I used to think there was like a lot more free will than there is. And now I'm definitely think that things are a lot more like uh, predestined and out of our control. When I was younger, I thought there was just like more agency. And, and there is, you know, there's things you, you can do for yourself and, and bring to bring a better person to the world, you know, but, and, and with probably your close relationships, but even, I've had even experience with close relationships where I couldn't enact change I wanted from a person, you know, and, and I did realize that it is all our own journey and things. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't really control a lot of things. And just, so I guess that's been, a, you know, learning to lose control and, but, uh, but stay on path. Yeah, man. Like, you know, we're all on our own mission and you can want so badly to, open up someone's eyes to the magic beans but maybe just sometimes they don't they're not they're not trying to listen <laughs> that's not what i meant <laughs> i know i know that's what i meant uh that's my funny. next question for you can you share a specific moment or a project that challenged your preconceptions about how music works and kind of made you rethink your approach hmm yeah i mean i'd say just just being in the beans in general has been been that um especially as we've all grown into ourselves and and i think it started with just a lot of uh what happened happened sort of vibe and 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 now it's people have a lot more you know to say and a lot more agency in it and a lot more they want to get artistically out of it and all those things so it's been a fun experience like just having us mature and learn how to be like a real band and not just like like a fun bar band or whatever you know just like wanting wanting the most artistically out of it and then also i've been doing uh solo dj stuff and um self-produced stuff with guitar and, that, and that's just taught me a lot about performing you know especially without a band and um working crowds crowd energy dj is definitely really good for for that and, and reading the crowd and 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 all those things so can you share an experience where something unexpected happened like audience interaction or a technical difficulty that changed the creative direction of a live performance? Oh, wow. You know, just recently at the GOAT um, in Keystone, which is a fun, it's a fun spot. It's like way up next to the mountain. It's this like greasy little bar that it's called Soup, Goat and Whiskey. So, you know, it's just got character and in, a, in an area, Summit County and Keystone, Breck area where that's become more and more like just like modernized and in corporate it's one of the few like true havens and uh so we get a lot of fans that make the trip and then there's a lot of just like random people from across the country that are skiing you know in keystone and stuff so it makes for like a mixed bag and and i always feel like that can be fun because there's a lot of people 
who aren't exposed to like jam bands at all like don't even know what that thing is like they can't even they're like you guys are just playing the whole time and i'm like yep yep <laughs> pretty great and uh and they have a blast and it, and that happened and we have these guys that were like obviously some some cowboy boys and uh they're there on on probably a bachelor trip or something they had their whole crew and and we were playing one of our bluegrass songs and it's the footprints in the rain and it's like how long how long and so i would go how long and then they go how long and i go how long and they go how long and it, would be like, it was this call and response like they turned into this like drinking song it was so funny and like just couldn't help but but laugh and then we were leaning into it and like it, it just made for a really hilarious moment <laughs> i think it's on the microphones even you can hear these guys just like they, they have the whole crew <laughs> we got to check out the goat check out the goat recording <laughs> i'd love to hear you know what you've learned over the course of your your musical career being in a band with what's involved with being a great leader Ooh, with being a great leader, you know, wow, that's something I'm still working on. Um, but I'd say definitely utilizing everyone's strengths. You know, I think everyone's a different person and on a different journey and, and, you know, has different things to bring to the music and to the business. And, and some people are definitely better at some things than others. And, and then realizing kind of your own limitations as a leader and when, is the right time to delegate or like hire somebody else to help you or all those things. Totally. What qualities in creative collaborators would you say makes for the most thriving creative environment? Oh gosh. Uh, I mean the hang, you know, everyone uses that word, but I think it starts at, at the hang and, and being a good, just a, a good time and, and someone people want to be around and 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 then you know feeling open with that person to the point where you want to make art with them I'd say art can be extremely personal I think as anyone knows and you know music is uniquely co collaborative more so than probably other mediums like painting and stuff I know in our scene mm -hmm. it's a lot cooler to paint with your homies uh and be collaborative than it is in like regular art scenes you know it's usually like one person's super hyper focused idea so i so i think yeah um that's what's unique about music and, and really cool about it uh so yeah i think it really just starts at like is this a person i see myself being open with being able to to bounce ideas off of you know and 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 uh and feel comfortable opening up to it. And, and then especially, you know, if you're going to go into a lyrical realm, then I feel like it gets a lot more personal and, and less just like, like a fun sandbox thing with music, you know, no one can get hurt, but in, in, and there's really, you know, the meaning and the emotion is interpreted or, 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 or really just inherent by the chords you choose. But with lyrics, you know, you're really trying to get a point across or maybe you have like, so it, can get a lot more like harder to collaborate with people. That's something I've never even really done too much of, you know, is writing lyrics with other people. And, and mm -hmm. I think that's something we're going to be trying in the band. So, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, those are a bunch of ideas on that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so we're talking collaborative environments. Um, what about when you're alone? Do you have any rituals that you have to stay inspired or like make sure you're at peak creativity? Hmm. I think inspiration is really just at your fingertips if you truly want it to be, or or maybe that's just how I am. But like, I, I just try to put myself in a situation to create, like, this is my little studio over here. And, and I try to keep things set up and like patched up ready to create when we're off the road. So there's, you know, less obstacles between me and just like turning stuff on and, and getting the jamming and stuff like that and then um and i'm a big proponent of kind of just like work uh workflow flow flow workflow where you just kind of like write i i like to just create as much as possible and kind of be uh like no filter on it and then and then pick the stuff that kind of i feel like is the best as opposed to trying to maybe hyper focus on a few ideas i def i try to stay like what's the word there's a word for it, or, but I just like try to create as much as possible. When you say like inspirations at your fingertips or however, you know, you put that pretty eloquently, like, what does that mean to you? What do you mean by that? Well, I think a lot of, there's like a lot of people, artists, you know, and everyone's different, you know, but there's people that just have huge lay periods of art, you know, and I'll see like, I'll hear an artist be like, yeah, just we couldn't make an album for like four years. It just I wasn't feeling it. And I'm like, what? Like <laughs> you can write eight songs in four years. Like, I just really feel like you just kind of gotta if you're an artist, like, you know, as much as a mechanic can go to work and like do what they do best. If you chose this and this is your thing, then you should be able to do it. And and I also think that just comes with a little bit of trust in trusting your gut and being being cool with like what comes out and and you know obviously everyone is super critical of themselves so that's uh, always going to be a, a journey you go on to like overcome that but I think you know that's like that's an exercise I try to do and, and that comes with just creating as much as you can and, and trying to get over the hump of getting hyper-focused on one project and realizing that music is just like something you can create all the time, you know? And like, we do it on stage, like we'll, we'll jam for a half an hour and then like, and then we'll get in the studio and be like, what should we do? And I'm like, well, we can really do anything we want. We prove it on stage all the time. So that was kind of like our exercise with the last record on Zipped is like just getting in the studio and with, with, very little ideas and and putting it on the band to to pull out of your vo vocabulary right there on the spot and 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 realize that this is good enough and this is this is great and 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 stuff like that so yeah i read something somewhere that like obsessing over a work maybe like more than it's needed is you're robbing your next work kind of thing <laughs> i love that I love that. And, and, but there's, you know, and then there's like Dr. Dre, who's like obsesses for a decade, you know, and then all his stuff's perfect. So who knows what I'm fucking talking about, you know, at the same point. So yeah, the uh, opposite could also be true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just like have found that works for me. And, and I learned that reading about ween and stuff. I just, they would go in and, you know, rent a house or, 
get together and just like write a bunch of songs, bunch of bunch of songs. And then they choose 10 of them for the record, you know, and there may have been like, sometimes I hear like 30, 40 from a session or whatever. And I want to hear those songs, but still, but like, I was always like, yeah, that's a cool idea, you know? And, and then it's in, we've had things shake out where, where songs get shelved or, or, you know, it, we never release it. And then I'll, or we never even play it. And, and then I'm like, oh, we can use part of that song on this song. And, and then it ends up manifesting itself in another way. So it's always nice to just have like a shit ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. I know there's like a million ways to, but how would you answer the question, how you write a song? Yeah, for sure. That's a good one. Um, per- I guess there's, you know, personally, I just like to like fiddle around on the guitar and uh, and find something that sounds good. I'm just messing around and and switching up chords and trying ideas and and it usually starts with something like really simple and then I extrapolate on that. So and that's musically. So just like a little riff or something or like or even just like a chord that I learned that has like a cool open string in it and and is like you know a nice like sus chord or something really nice uh chord and and i'm like wow i could write a whole song around it and then i do (laughs) and then like for lyrics i like find the part that's the chorus i that i feel like is the chorus and sometimes i'll just play it a bunch of times and like kind of hear what i think the chorus might be i try to like start at kind of the culmination of the song and then go backwards. So sometimes like here on out is a bean song. And like, that's like what I heard first, like, mm-hmm, right on out. And I'm like, well, why would I be singing from here on out? And I'm like, like, you know, you would say that when things are maybe going to be different, things are going to change from here on out. And then I'm like, well, what's, you know, and then our scene is like, you know, oh, uh, you know, this is my last joint. This is my last party. This, you know, and I just made the idea. So I work backwards. I love it. So you kind of know the meaning of the song and then, and then you can kind of do the, the verses to like tell the story of what you already decided the full core meaning is going to be. Amazing. <laughs> but I've also just started from like the first line and, and gone line by line too. Like some people do. Fuck yeah. Yeah. There's like, infinity ways i feel like (laughs) so many that it'll just prevent you from even doing it yeah for sure definitely lots of like um like voice memos of of not even fleshed out you know things with words or i'm singing the melody you know everyone's done that i'm sure and 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 that's always funny to listen back to and especially when the song like becomes a real song and then you like listen back to like the voice memo demo of like you at the grocery store like <laughs> and you're like wow that is i can't believe it turned into a real song wow <laughs> what a precious moment <laughs> this sounds terrible i'm gonna delete it so no one ever <laughs> destroy the evidence yeah yeah <laughs> This is Flowers on the Stage, a podcast about being creative and finding success. 
To support it, please check out our sponsors, New Belgium Brewing, Thrax CBD, and Ticket Relief, the ticketing company that plants trees with a portion of each ticket sold. And now, back to the episode. What would you say are the most important intangible traits for a songwriter to have? If you're observational, I think that's that's a, a perk. Patient. And uh, I don't know. Everyone's so different. I think they're so I think, you know, a sense of humor might might not hurt. Um, I, def- I certainly like some of my favorite artists have a sense of humor and don't take the music so seriously but then somehow can achieve a a even greater depth of emotion i got one more of of my uh hard-hitting questions for you here before nick's got some yeah yeah so you know obviously like we're talking about songwriting it can be filled with you know self-doubt and uncertainty you know you feel that obviously internally with your own you know sitting there by yourself trying to write a song but then as a band, you know, there can be there can be times where, where things are pretty uncertain. And like, you know, I wanted to ask you how not only with yourself, when you feel that self-doubt, how you kind of navigate through that, but also collectively with with the magic beans, how you how you kind of inspire confidence when when it's most needed. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, one big thing we've been working on is celebrating our wins and and i think it's really easy to focus on you know our losses i think we'll even come back from tour and it'll be like you know you almost do a recap and you're like oh we fought three weeks ago and we you know sleeping was hard and this and that and 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 you don't like and but we sold out three venues and and all these things and just got you got to make sure where you're like um internalizing that as hard as you internalize like some of the some of the failures or whatever you want to call them or just hardships and hurdles along the way um and really really celebrating that and 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 looking at all we've done i mean the beans you know we've definitely had a different approach to other bands you know i ours ours has been like a very slow and steady growth and stuff but it is like but we really have such a solid fan base there. It's not like any um, bandwagon people, you know, and that's, and that's been the magic. These are like people that have become family to me, you know, people who choose to play our music at their life events and, and just choose to share their life events uh, with our concerts. And, and it's so it's like that, that means something. I mean, you release a song and like we did a couple acoustic songs over the summer and not as big of a response from our fan base as other ones, as far as like online streams, but had like a couple of great responses of people using or listening to those songs in like different moments of their life than usually the beans, a comment. Usually people are like, I play your shit at the after party and it bangs or whatever. (laughs) But this guy was like, oh, I played it at my friend's funeral, honestly. And and I was like, or we played this other one at my uh, my daughter's uh, chemotherapy sessions. And I'm like, wow, that's the real stuff. That's like really that's when you're like these songs that we do can really like 
we're reaching people, you know, and that's really all I ever wanted out of music is, is to reach people at, and with it. And the, the money thing is really just trying to, you know, um, keep it going. So, so when we're writing, I just, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I think that's one way to think about it is just like, you know, it is all fun and we're just writing music, but there's so much we can do with it. So if we choose to use that power, in the right way, then we can really just like reach our fans in a whole new way and, and help help move minds and hearts and so all that stuff. It's pretty cool, you know. But you got to, you know, you got to focus on the wins to be able to to do that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta put, yeah, you got to put things in perspective, you know, and realize why you're doing this. And we've done that a million times, you know, and that's what's great about the band is you know, we've been through so much and, and we're, we're so road tested. And I, I really feel like, you know, we're just hitting our prime, honestly. I mean, I'm, I'm in my prime as a, as an individual man, I feel like physically and mentally and emotionally, I'm, I'm fine. You know, I'm going to the gym, I'm eating right. I got a therapist, you know, I'm like, I feel like I'm bringing like I'm my best product right now. And, and I think the other guys feel the same. So it's like, we're in this phase of like just kind of trying to turn up the heat and be like, well, let's, let's put out our best stuff. We're in, we're in no way winding down over here, you know, and, and hoping to be prolific this year and, and try to get out as much new music as possible. And and that's the goal. Yes. Amen. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Stoked to be there along the way, yeah, man. <clears throat> All right. So Nick here, video producer extraordinaire, and um, yeah, he's got some some questions for you about your creative process and the yeah. band and all that good stuff. What's going on, Scott? Uh, long time Magic Beans listener, first time interviewer. So uh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, anyways, I, I um, wanted to loop back a little bit uh, and maybe dive a little bit more into uh, what your songwriting process looks like. And I honestly like to ask this question to creatives. Um, Cause I'm genuinely curious about the creative process, but for you, um, what does the songwriting process look like? And is it something based more on feel or is it more mathematical, like something you could potentially measure or is it a combination of both? Yeah, that's a good question. Definitely feel, definitely a feel guy. Uh, yeah. That's my style. And, uh, and then I try to bring, bring math into it. Uh, or like, you know, I, and I think it's been a journey as a, as a songwriter early on, my inspirations were like a lot of just jam band stuff, especially with the early stages of writing for the magic beans. So there's always this open canvas of like songs can be super long and, and they don't need like verse, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. And then, and then I went through a phase of like in my twenties, like becoming hyper obsessed with that. And I would actually listen to songs during class when I was supposed to be in class, but I wasn't. And I would write down the arrangement of songs and I have like notebooks filled with like full Beatles albums and like how they chose to arrange the song and, and, you know, noticing congruencies between them and and realizing, Oh, you know, bridges can go here. Bridges can go here. They can be played once they can, crescendo into the chorus that can come out of a chorus into back into a chorus they can do all these different things so it'll be up to like the parts of the song but 
So that, so yeah, I, I guess I just I start with feel honing on something that's cool, and then I like, you know, is this a verse kind of vibe? Like, is it or is it giving me like chorus vibes? Like, this is the best part of the song. Um, is it like a too notey and, and it's maybe a bridge, you know? And then like kind of go go from there and like and then um yeah and then and then use the you know then bring music theory into it too then at, at that point and use like my bag of tricks or whatever to oh what harmonizes well with this and what key center are now we using do i want to utilize modes or you know non-diatonic notes borrowed chords all those things a borrowed chord is like a chord that's not in the scale of of the scale that you're playing in and, and all those little sexy little numbers you can throw in there so yeah starts with starts with feel and then you, you try to structure it do you ever uh develop themes with your songs and stick to that or is it kind of more of like a free range situation what do you mean by theme so um like uh here on out for example like uh when that idea came to mind um did was that were you inspired by something you're like i need to write this song and I'm going to stick to that. Or was it you were just kind of jamming and you let the jam continue on? That one. Like I said, it, it we wrote the we wrote the music part as a, as a band. And sometimes, you know, when we're writing as a band and we're like, we want lyrics on this, we'll even start thinking of what the verse and the bridge and the chorus are before we have lyrics. And then like for this one they were like hashi you go home and write lyrics for this guy it's a ripper and i think we were like we want to write like a stuff song do you guys know stuff they're like this great band from the 70s that's like not hip to stuff oh dude listen to stuff i'm writing it down i'm writing it down Steve gad the drummer from a lot of steely dan records is in it and and some great players and um it's like the earliest forms of low volume funk, like Wolfpack vibe kind of stuff. Anyway, great bass lines. We were like, we wanted to do that. And then we played it super fast. And that's how we ended up with uh, here on out. And, and uh, yeah. And, and like I, for that one, like I said, I think the chorus, we knew that w- when we wanted it to come and I heard that from here on out. And, and then I went backwards and was kind of like, you know, trying to change from here on out probably trying to dial back the party and i i think like i wanted it to be like a really fun song i knew that like the chords didn't i weren't i wasn't trying to say a lot like teach a lesson or impose any like uh like heartfelt stuff and i knew it was kind of just like a really fun song and and it needed a vibe like that and and some humor and then i think when i started writing the verses there's definitely some real events but behind a few of those you know like things like when i'm writing i'm like oh yeah kind of like i don't know just thinking of moments in my mind so definitely like pulling from real life experiences as well (laughs) yeah so pulling from those real life experiences how often because i heard heard you say this earlier how often do you pull uh, or reach for your voice memo and you're in, in the grocery store or you're driving or you're running an errand of sorts and you is this like a daily thing yeah, like what? How often are you reaching for that to just? Oh, I'd say I need pretty to get close this out. to daily. Yeah, pretty close to daily. Um, not so much anymore. Now that I got my setup here, a lot of times now I can like usually run and grab an instrument and and get it 
recorded that way um even if it's just a riff um but if i'm out it's voice memo all the way dude i got hundreds of them i've actually we're in the process of like recording a new record and and we need more stuff and we've all been we just had a call encouraging everyone to like go through the memos go through like your your old projects stuff that like you know never came together and let's bring them together and maybe we can Frankenstein some cool songs um, together and, and it'll be super collaborative collage vibes. And so I've been just listening to a bunch of them and just so much like, like from earlier, like boop, boop, boop. I'm just like, what the hell was that? Some of them just like garbage. And then some others I'm like, this is a winner. Oh, how old is this? Two years. I've been sitting here for two years. Oh, we got to get this one going. So pretty exciting. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this will be excited to hear that there's a new uh, Magic Beans album in the in in, in the works. But uh, to uh, I'm kind of interested. I just listened to your guys's uh, unzipped lo-fi un- instrumental album uh, not too long ago, and I'm curious what the inspiration was behind that, and if there is some sense of freedom to create music without lyrics. Oh, wow. Yeah, fully, man. Um, I'd say the inspiration was kind of from us listening to a lot of music without lyrics when we're on the road. Sometimes it's just like really distracting or or you're just kind of, I mean, if you're driving seven hours, it's like some guy talking at you for seven hours. Um, So sometimes it's just nice to put on beat music. You know, we like, we like to beat producers. We like, like, uh, hip hop jazz sort of music uh with like great piano chords over a hip hop beat and like lo-fi stuff to study to Krong Bin Tommy Guerrero is like a huge inspiration of mine he's like this ex skateboarder guitar player who writes like the most killer instrumental music and and you know Robert Glasper and and some people in that realm of music as well and then like yeah, beat makers uh, and 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 stuff like that. Wolfpack with the whole low volume thing. I mean, it's just a vibe. It's really relaxing. the The whole tones on the music are like you know dialed back. They're they're all less excited notes and and less high end and and just feel really nice on your mind. So we just kind of wanted to make a record like that. Uh, something that we would listen to on the road and. And then, yeah, it's, I think it's totally freeing writing instrumental music. It's so nice. One of the most freeing parts is that you don't, you can just name it anything, which is great. And I get jealous of like all the instrumental bands. Cause you can just like come up with something hilarious and it doesn't need to relate to the song and you can just slap it on there, like an inside joke and stuff. So that, that that was that was freeing or you could just kind of like think of a like word association when you're listening to it and you're like what is this or like show it to someone and my girlfriend's like this sounds like like a 90s theme song and i was like 90s kid you know what i mean so it's it's cool to see like when you share it with people like what adjectives just come to mind what with music when there's nowhere to like no human to lead them 
astray and be like, this is about a train. It's about a train. <laughs> like, all right, all right, all right. That's the interpretation. It's about a train. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, people do love trains. <laughs> hey, the bluegrass scene, you uh, gotta have trampers. Like, train songs, dude. It's yeah. like yep. kind of uh, advancing off of that, you know, being a, a four piece band um, with various influences coming from all over the place. Uh, how do you, because your sound is very cohesive, like it's not, it's like, there's lots of inspiration coming from all from all over the place, but there's a oneness to it. So like, how do you navigate your guys' various influences into a singular sound? And what does that collaboration process look like? Oh, wow. Yeah, thanks. Um, that's good to hear, because I've always just thought that it wasn't like that. Um, sometimes we get worried about how different our stuff is. You know, I, I definitely think like when you put on a goose record, it, it has like a similar vibe the whole way through, like a good, I'm not saying that in a bad way as a good thing, you know, whereas ours can be like, like, wow, I really enjoyed that. And the next song is like completely different. You're like, what the fuck is up with this band? But, but it's good to hear that people do find the common thread. And I think the common thread is us, you know, and, and our plane and, and, you know, I, I don't think we think, of, I think we just try to find balance amongst it, you know, and, and make sure we're not overdoing it on the record with too much of, of one person's voice and, and making sure that each record has like a little touch of the emotional stuff with a little taste of the disco and, and some fun party songs. So it's mainly just that and, and leaving the door open. Cause I think that's just like when we make our best stuff is if, try not to uh overthink it and if you overthink it or say no too much you can you can really turn off some creative things for people and, and i think we're trying to turn turn those on so yeah and i, I will say like each song is um it, it almost or even album is kind of almost has like its indiv individualistic theme in a way but like there's some underlining aspect of it that i could hear it you know walking into a crowded bar and be like oh this is like the beans you know in a way like, even <laughs> a, like there's all these different influences but like there is that underlining tone that i i feel like i can recognize that is uniquely you guys um so moving on a little bit though uh in the mix of life and all the chaos that is happening in the world, like how do you stay focused on growing as a creative and not taking step backs, take steps backward? Yeah, that's a really good question, dude. Um, well, I stay learning. That's for sure. I always stay shedding and uh, stay learning. <laughs> I think that's something I didn't bring up. I thought of earlier in the songwriting talks that I didn't bring up, but sometimes when I learn a new music theory idea, or like I said, a chord or, I'll try to bring that into the fold and, and let it guide me into a song idea. And, um, but yeah, so, so those things are linked, you know, just stay steady, stay a student of the game. And I think you just stay inspired and I still go to music. You know, I'm not one of those jaded guys who's like, I work in the industry. Why would I go to a show? It's like, cause I'm trying to get inspired. I'm trying to see how other people do it. Um, I, yeah i like to go you know i go into the ga at festivals and i kick it and i watch the bands and and i try to make the most of that and and because that's like i mean those are free lessons you know that's what really people you, you really gotta take take stuff you know 
take the most advantage of stuff that you can, um, and the opportunities put in front of you. Um, I definitely didn't do that in, in like college, you know, I, I like, and, 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 and then when we, when I left college, like so many people had jobs and, and they utilized, like, there are all these tools at the college, like career, the career guy and all that. And I didn't utilize any, and, and it's like, I'll never make that mistake again is like, uh, you know, not utilize if, if your favorite guitar players in the tent next to you, like you got to talk to them, you gotta, you gotta learn something from them. You gotta grab the opportunity when you can. And, and so that's a big part of it. And yeah, listening a lot. And, you know, I don't think there's any shame in, in, not copying but internalizing what's popular too and like you know i certainly don't you know take notes i make sure i stay relevant i'm not listening to 97 fish the rest of my fucking life like i listen to my counterparts i, I like to hear what eggie's putting out i like to hear what goose and all the other new jam bands are putting out and and you know not that i'm trying to like compete or 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 emulate that but i'm I'm mainly curious and i want to know where we fit and and uh so i do that you know and so that watching tape i guess they would say watching tape yeah, yeah, i watch our tape that's honestly the most important tape i don't know if you can do that you you can you literally watch your own tape all the time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we, I don't get to and and like you know we just got this video rig that now almost all the shows we have some some sort of video coverage of and internalizing what i look like on stage and and in a non hopefully narcissistic way but in a way that i want to be like a better performer for people and and stuff and yeah i'm trying to like break the mold a little bit on jam bands i feel like that's something maybe i could i could bring in as far as like performing not not really like reinventing jam band music <laughs> But like, I feel like there's like jam bands that just like sit there and they like play and they stand there the whole freaking time. And like, there's no other bands like that. Like every other band I see, they're like moving around and they're like grabbing stuff. And they're like, and I'm kind of been like, yeah, I kind of want to do that. Like, I want to wander around. Like, I want some wireless shit and I want to like be over there and I want to be like standing on a monitor. And I'm like, how come no one does this shit? <laughs> We're literally rocking and rolling up there. It's like, this is tight. So I've been getting into that kind of stuff and <laughs> trying to have fun. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Scott, what comes to mind as the specific things you admire most about your favorite artists? Hmm. I guess I just admire that, you know, when they do it their way and, and if you can tell that they're just being true to their artistic path, I think that's some of the most cool stuff like radiohead and and uh people that are like unique and they know it ween and they lean into it and uh it's so easy to be deterred from that in a way that you want to succeed you know what i mean like not all you know ween has songs that are about like farts and poops and pork roll sandwiches and all this crap and they fill up and they had a record deal. I mean, they're filling up. They're in like Electra Records, like in a real studio. It's just like so. Being true to yourself is really cool, and and I think like having 
longevity i've always i've always admired that i'm like wow some bands that are still together i'm like they've that's that's a story not told there's so much work that happens to keep bands together and and when bands don't do it sometimes it's not working and i get that but i really think there's a lack of effort sometimes and i'm like you know especially if you have you know like a rage against the machine or whatever i think like they announced like, oh, you know, we, we're not going to do some of these things that got canceled because of COVID or whatever, because we're just not feeling each other anymore. And I was kind of like, get a therapist and then get on tour. You like took all these people's money, like go play. Come on. Like, how bad is it? Like, did you, how bad is it? I need to know the dirt. Is it really that bad? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, get back together and play the shows. I know and that may be like a not a popular opinion, but uh <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i wonder with these bands i'm just like yeah how bad is it let's, yeah. let's... <laughs> artists artists just like to i don't know they just blow things out of proportion sometimes and it's like you know my dad didn't like going to work every single day like at a car dealership it's like come on guys like let's figure it out and like, <laughs> i don't even know what the question is I and mean, now i'm just ranting with... <laughs> hey sometimes you got to <laughs> what do you think future you would say to you now if given the chance i'll probably relax <laughs> and uh do more stuff for me and uh do more stuff for like my loved ones like more more leisure time you would probably that's what i mean by do more stuff for me you would probably tell me to just like get the bare minimum amount of money and have the most amount of fun. I'm guessing. <laughs> well, Scott, this has been awesome. Round of applause for you. You're the fucking man. We absolutely love you and the magic beans. And it's been so cool to chat with you and hear your takes on all this stuff. Yeah, man, this has been a pleasure. I, I I'm glad we did this again and happy to be a part of, uh, of this new podcast and, and, and movement you got going here and, I love the core of what you're getting at and I love the questions you're asking, you know, you didn't ask us where our band name came from and all that stuff. <laughs> so love it, man. I, I, I'll make sure to uh, check out some of your, your interviews here. And uh, cause now I'm curious to hear what some of the artists, uh, some of the other people have said, having heard what uh, the questions are. So <laughs> well, thank you, man. Yeah. I hope you enjoy and, Dude, we can't wait to have you back. Everyone out there listening, we got links in the description. Stay up to date on all things Magic Beans. We got Snowstalk coming up. That's right, Scott. Yep. It's up in uh it's up in Summer County and it's just the blast. Wish I could teleport there, but might have to take a 2025 rain check. That's Colorado. <laughs> yes, Colorado. So yeah, sorry. Summer County, Colorado. That's pretty much uh Breckenridge area, Frisco, Colorado. Two nights beautiful venue we got banshee tree and yak attack one night and then a great local band runaway grooms the other night and uh we'll party in the mountains Ooh -wee. Mm -hmm.